This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. made earlier today with the Montreal Alouettes. The Elks send away defensive lineman Thomas Costigan Costigan, and defensive back Nafis Lyon and they get defensive lineman Avery Ellis and a third round pick in 2023. Costigan and Lyon having pretty good seasons for the green and gold. Ellis has been in the CFL since 2017. 66 regular season games, 21 sacks. He started with Ottawa and now obviously playing with Montreal. To discuss that and other Elks storylines to this point in the season i'm pleased to welcome back to the show the general manager and head coach of your edmonton elks it is chris jones checking in tonight chris you're on with reed i appreciate you making time how are you doing i'm doing good guys how are y'all i'm doing very well it's always nice to talk to you and uh, obviously a few things to dive in today hey we'll start with the trade tell us a, a little bit about the player that we are getting avery ellis yeah, Avery's been in the league quite some time. I saw him first in the East-West game, I think it was, years ago. And he was a productive player in college and has been a you know, a, a reasonably productive guy in this league, very similar to the numbers uh, for for Costigan. And so they, they had an interest, uh, I think, because of uh, Noel's understanding of who he was. And so um, that, it was kind of a, you know, a guy for a guy there. Uh, you know, it's a business decision, Costigan's great kid he worked extremely hard for us but uh but when you start involving third round draft picks especially with us missing a second because we took Pelly in the uh supplemental a year ago or this past spring uh it allowed us to to get the second third okay uh i I, you know i want to ask you because obviously i've seen some reaction from fans about this trade and 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 people have kind of sent me messages like like i and i thought Costigan and lion were having pretty good seasons i mean lion had that uh, a pick against the riders had another pick called back Costigan's got in there for some pressure on the quarterback so I, i guess the question is how much of this trade is for this season and how much of this trade is perhaps already you know looking down the road for the long term plan you and giroy have yeah, you always have to, you know, be looking for the long-term success of the team. So it's not just for the immediate this year. You always have to be looking at least 12 months, if not 24 months down the road. And so, again, it's, uh, you know, when somebody gives you something of value and they're, and they're presenting it to you, you have to consider it very seriously. Okay. Um the, the season for you guys, hey, we know there's been uh, some tough games, uh, three wins along the way. You did have a couple games against BC and one against Calgary where that, that got out of hand. 
every other game has been quite close, Chris. I mean, this past week against uh, Ottawa, twice against the Riders, you guys had the lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, Winnipeg, I mean, you barely let them touch the ball for most of the night, and you, you, unfortunately you weren't able to get the, the win. In your mind, what are a couple of, uh, of key reasons that you're coming up short in some of these close games? Uh, hell, I mean, nobody's more frustrated than our players are and, and, and our coaches. I mean, it's one of those things where we've got to learn to win football games, and right now we're we're playing just just good enough to stay close in these games. And so we've got to we've got to play more acute football. We've got to we've got to coach them better. We've got to play better. We've got to execute better, and we've got to get back to having fun playing football. And I think that's the thing that we're we're going to concentrate this week. Uh, we're going to essentially going to uh, you know, small, uh, shorten down the playlist and, and that type of thing and allow our kids to play fast and, and have a good time playing the game. And so, um, but, but we're close. You know, we've just got to keep on grinding. Well, and, and I want to ask you a question from sort of the opposite angle because when, when you have the record you have, you get a lot of questions like the one I just asked. But I want to ask you from the other side, 11 games into the season, what are a couple areas that you feel sort of pleased with or areas where you say, you know what, I wanted, I wanted to see improvement here, and I have? Well, I mean, early in the year, I mean, we're getting our butt kicked in the run game defensively. We're giving up a lot of points. You know, we're giving up yardage in the pass game. And, you know, we've, we've kind of started digging in a little bit, and we've gotten, you know, the run games down. Uh, the, the pass game is certainly down. And so, we, you know, we didn't start the season off again. You mentioned the two BC games. I mean, those are, you know, they're anomalies, but, hell, they're there. And uh, in the second half of that Calgary, game I mean we were playing good ball early in, in that Calgary game and in the second half you know we did not play good and and we've got to we've got to solve the second quarter you know the second quarter we'll get momentum and and then we'll give up a big play either on special teams or defense to allow them to regain uh, momentum heading into the half and we've got to we've got to figure that out uh, the positive thing I feel like the the preparation physically that we're putting in it both in the weight room on the field I think that we've played some pretty good ball in the second half and dug back in on some of these games and, and given ourselves an opportunity. So we've just got to play, uh, like I said, more acute football. We've got to do the lit, you know, what people call the little things, uh, you know, which aren't little things. I mean, we've got to do uh, when you're losing seven point and ten point ball games and playing as hard as we play, we've just got to be more acute. Chris, there's a, a saying in football that sometimes the quarterback gets too much of the credit and too much of the blame, but it is a very important position, so I have to ask you about your quarterback. And I know you've had a couple other guys at that position, but we've seen uh, Taylor Cor Cornelius for the last several games. Uh, how do you think he's doing? I mean, he's, he's made some, I, I think, quite frankly, awesome plays. Uh, I'm sure there are some throws along the way he would like back. How do you feel about Cornelius's performance? Yeah, I think, you know, Taylor's played some good ball for us. I mean, uh, he's a real quiet guy. He works extremely hard. He's in here early. He stays late. Uh, he's one of those guys that you can hang your hat on, depend upon. And uh, and the thing he's got to do is he's just got to take care of the football. And, and then we need to help him with uh, with some, some outlet throws and, getting you know, being able to get the ball out of his hands. It's Sometimes you get a little bit greedy offensively because he's got such a great arm and you have all your routes designed 
line to get the ball down the field, but at the same time, it puts pressure on the offensive line, and it makes, you know, he didn't necessarily throw the ball as good as he has, and, uh, you know, in the most recent ball game, he left some balls short and missed some balls in the dig area, and, and uh, you know, so, again, we've got to help him out schematically. Uh, you know, Trey Ford played uh, a game and then a little bit for you guys. Is there any update on his status? Uh, yeah, he's still a little bit away. Uh, I'm, you know, he's he's got too bright a future for me just to stick that kid right back out there and risk getting him, you know, hurt even worse. I mean, so uh, he's a, he's a really you know fine young man, uh, just a, an outstanding student of the game and good kid. And so we just got to be patient and uh, and ride with with who we have. And and when he's back and he's completely healthy and and the doctors can assure me that it, we're not going to put him in. Uh, uh, in jeopardy, then then at that point, then we'll bring him back. Uh, there was a report earlier today from TSN's Farhan Lalji that Kenny Lawler has an ankle injury and will, will miss a couple of weeks. Uh, can you give anything official on Lawler? Yeah, he's he's got an ankle, you know. It's it's uh, you know, but we'll have to see exactly how he progresses, and and see whether or not it's going to be something that keeps him out for you know a long period of time. I mean, he's he's a guy. He's a tough guy. Uh, you know, I don't think he's missed a whole lot of games or practices in his career. So he certainly uh, is ready to to try to do anything he can do to get back out there. He's a competitor. Chris Jones joining us tonight on Inside Sports, head coach, general manager of Edmonton Elks. Chris, just just two or three more for you here, just maybe kind of a bigger picture, maybe even a couple lighter-hearted uh, type questions. You're coaching on Labor Day uh, on Monday. You've been part of uh, Labor Day games with other franchises in the Canadian Football League as well. I, I've asked a lot of players this question. I want to ask you from your view on the sidelines. What does it feel like to coach in those games? Like, is it a different vibe, or can you truly just make it like another regular season game? Well, I mean, as a, as a professional football coach, you you know you can't you, you can't prepare more than a hundred percent. You got to give your all every single week, and I feel like that's what we do as a staff, and I feel like that's what we do as players, you know. But with that being said, you know the uh, the fans they really you know they get into the the atmosphere of, of the the Labor Day games, and certainly you feel the vibe when you go to the game that it's a that it's a it means a lot to everybody that's involved, not just not just the players and coaches yeah um you know when i when i asked you about avery ellis off the top you referenced the first time you saw him in an east west game uh, i mean you and i have been speaking off and on since 2014 when you came here the first time and i i i, I haven't got to know you as well as david morley but we've had a few little chats and i'm always yeah. impressed with your ability to just remember so much about a player um, you know, just right off the top of your head, if if I bring somebody up or I hear somebody else bring a player up, like, have you always had that? I'm like, I, I know you don't talk a lot about yourself a lot, but I'm I'm curious. Like, were you that eight year old kid who knew all the stats for all his favorite players, and then that just became your profession, or where, where did that come from? I really don't know. I mean, I've got, I've got smart people in my family, but you know, that's that's all I know. I mean, I was I was busy out in the yard shooting basketball or playing football or baseball when I was a kid. Okay, and uh, one more on on a much uh, on a much lighter note, perhaps a much hotter note. H- how are you enjoying the uh, heat? relative to some of the other temperature conditions you've experienced in Canada. I love it, man. I mean, it, 
it's been it's been great. I mean, when you walk out of here at you know nine o'clock at night and you still feel that heat, it reminds you home a little bit, you know. And you feel that uh, you feel that, uh, and it seems like it's it's dry, but it seems like it just has a little bit of moisture right now, you know, which which kind of reminds you of the moisture in the air at the house. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, thanks for rolling with those. And, and thanks for telling us about some of the other storylines for the season and, and how the trade broke down as well. We wish you all the best on Labor Day, Chris. Thanks for taking time for Inside Sports. Thanks, man. And, and I hope the fans just stay patient with us. You know, the, the kids really, they appreciate the fans coming out to the game. We're going to get this thing going. It's just, we just got a little bit, you know, we got to keep grinding in what we're doing. We believe in what we, where we are and what we're going to be doing. Yeah, right on, Chris. Thank you so much. All right, man. Later. Chris Jones, that is the general manager and head coach of uh, your Edmonton Elks. So I, I know a trade that uh, a lot of you raised some eyebrows to. He kind of broke it down there and the opportunity to get a get a draft pick. And it sounded like he felt kind of uh, similar players, Ellis for Costigan, on the defensive line. And that message he said at the end about being patient and, and believing in what's happening. We've had G. Roy Simon on the show a couple times throughout the season. The assistant general manager, he said the same sort of thing, had that same sort of message that, you know, they feel they're taking steps in the right direction. They feel that, uh, you know, the team is committed and working hard. They just aren't getting the wins right now. And a couple of things in that conversation, I was, I was jotting down some notes for, uh, uh, as Chris was was talking to me, and I, I loved what he said about the, the couple of the blowout losses he had. He said, they're anomalies, but hell, they're there. And that's, I mean, maybe they don't happen very often. Maybe the gap between those two teams isn't actually that wide if you played 100 times or 50 times, but they did lose those games that bad. So they got to wear them. And and I really think this next one is key because, again, look, BC kicked their butts. BC's done that to a few teams this year. Calgary, uh, I mean, Edmonton had one close game in Calgary. Then they got blown out at home. Two more coming up. We'll see how they're they're, they're going. But the, the Elks have played eight close games, and they're three and five. I mean, if you're five and three, you know, you're still in the lower half of the division, but you're talking about fighting for a playoff spot as opposed to really being in a situation where now, as I said to Jed Roberts last night, going into August, I hope the Elks could win three games and they'd be flirting with a playoff spot. Well, now it appears to be a long-distance relationship. So, But if you, if you could have, you know, turned the tables in a couple of those close games or held on against Saskatchewan, extended the lead instead of letting them take the lead, we're, we're having a slightly different conversation about the season. But as Chris Jones says, we have to improve on the little things that aren't little things. And I thought that was a great way to put it because if a bunch of the little things don't get taken care of in a game, they become big things and they lead to losses. And that's what we've seen with the Elks. Some games it's been penalty trouble. Some games it's been, uh, you know, giving up a big return. They had a field goal blocked against Ottawa. They had a couple passes dropped. Uh, they, they weren't able to finish drives against Winnipeg when they lost 24-10. So all these little things are, are not going the Elks way. So, but Jones and Simon believe in what they're doing. Uh, it's probably a tough sell for some of you. Maybe others of you are saying Chris Jones has done it before. We just got to be patient. But that was great to have Chris uh, on the show. I thought he was pretty forthcoming with most of the stuff there. Happy to hear from you as well. The hotline is 780-496-0063. It is presented by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty pro all the way. There was another significant trade in the CFL today. Vernon Adams 
going from Montreal to BC. So, uh, you know, BC without Nathan Rourke, trying to keep strong at that quarterback position. Dave Campbell will break that down with me as we move along tonight. Brock Ralph is going to be on the show, former CFL receiver. Now the offensive coordinator with Harry Ainley. They have a big game to get the high school season coming up this weekend. And you'll also hear some comments from Oilers prospect. He's played one game in the NHL. It was the last time the Oilers played when they were eliminated against Colorado in game four of the West final. Dylan Holloway, he's skating in uh, preparation for Oilers training camp. You'll have some comments from him as well. All coming up on Inside Sports. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, of course, you can also uh, get in touch. Follow me on Twitter, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. I had that uh, Twitter poll yesterday that closed at noon today the Oilers scored 285 goals in this past regular season will they score 300 or more this season yes the big winner 73 and a half percent 26 and a half percent for no you can also email me inside sports at 630ched.com I am always pleased to get an email from the big L who says Reed I'm sitting in my rocker on the front porch and looking out at the front 40. And whilst I attempt to carve your likeness into a large bar of soap, <laughs> I was mulling over the marvelous likelihood of a Canadian man winning the U.S. Open. Heck, why not both a Canadian men's and women's champ this year? Go Elks. Well, first of all, you get bonus points for using the word whilst in a message. And uh, I, I, I've always pictured you on the front porch. I always picture you like on a giant swing, Big L, or something like that, a big porch swing. Looking over the uh, front 40. Kellen, uh, we slip in a message here now, and then we'll get to, to more as we move along tonight. Yeah, yeah, a couple of quick ones here. Brandon from Windsor, uh, we heard from him last night. He's texted and in, in again tonight. He enjoyed the interview with uh, Chris Jones. And John says, Reed, I didn't realize tanking was a thing in the CFL. What other explanation could there be in trading Costigan and Lyon? I don't get it. That's from John. Yeah, well, you're not the first person to say that to me today. Uh, I mean, Jones gave his take on the trade. Uh, if they are doing that, I don't think they would uh, they would blatantly admit it. But uh, obviously, we know that the Elks are uh, are going to be hard pressed here to get into the postseason, given their record seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Dave Campbell coming up 